0: is said to be working on a female-friendly tortilla chip. For real, the Doritos lady chips, they, make, they say they make less noise when you eat them, and the package will be smaller so it can fit in a purse. It took years of research, but they finally cracked the code on how to make a Dorito condescending to women. It's,
1: <laughs> I hope they call them Doritos. Doritos. Let me see your lady chips. The new Justin Timberlake single. Uh-huh. I don't think that's
0: a thing, either. I'm going to see you, lady chips by the end of this song. I think they invented something.
1: No, no, Jack. You just, you're just you not sensitive to women and their needs. Uh, their research has found women do not like to crunch loudly or lick their fingers now when eating in front of others. That's the part I hate. So the, you get the, the, the stuff on there. The residue. The girls don't like that, huh? Although women would love to crin- uh, crunch... Ch- hmm. <sighs> Although women would love to crunch... Chips loudly lick their fingers and pour crumbs from the bag into their mouths afterward. They prefer not to do this in public. We don't watch a lot of young guys eat the chips. They love their Doritos. They lick their fingers with great glee. When they reach to the bottom of the bag, they pour little broken pieces into their mouth because they don't want to lose that taste of flavor, broken chips, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But women don't want to do that. Well, they do want to do that, but they're not going to do that in front of anybody. And uh, they don't like too loud a crunch, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know
0: what that reminds me of? I thinking about this the other day. Maybe it was during the Super Bowl watching the ads.
1: Women's rights advocates have slammed the unusual move as a tired, gender stereotype. Ah, shut up.
0: There are actually two things that are talked about in modern life. Wait a minute. The men have a bigger package. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm sorry. What was there are two things talked about in modern life that get way more attention than, than they should. Uh, completely different reasons, but... One, the Kardashians. <laughs> mm. Sex is talked about so much when in reality, long-term grown-up life, it doesn't play that big a role in your life, but it's constantly discussed, right? Yeah. The actual act of sex yeah. in in the modern society. Songs, clothes, shows about it, magazines, books, as if as if we're all doing that every day our whole lives. Mm-hmm. And it plays a pretty minor role, so that's way overblown, if you'll pardon the expression. Mm. Um. In terms of the reality to what, you know, what you're what you doing with, with most of your life as a grown-up.
1: Not that it doesn't matter, but no. I get your point but, entirely. Yeah, sure. it's just. Yeah.
0: And then the other thing is the eating. There's no reason for you to ever eat Doritos or any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Most of the stuff that exists out there for food, you should never eat. I think about this for myself with my own you know, uh, stuttering attempts at, at, at eating better.
2: But the vast majority
0: of stuff out there, there's no reason to ever eat it. Well, it just and, doesn't and, need to exist. You walk into a, uh, well, out there where our uh, thing is that looks like a Chevron gas station. Right. Our little lunchroom over there. Yeah. Ninety percent of the stuff there, maybe ninety nine percent of the stuff there, you
1: should never eat. Yeah. If you if you care about your health at all. Well, and I'd like to point out for folks listening that you you are not some sort of righteous health nut. No, you're, God no. You're down here in the filth with us. You're the common man. Oh, absolutely. Like Jesus of old, you're among the common people living their lives.
0: But I, I should never eat another donut or a any, bag of
1: chips. Any, or any further comparison to Jesus <laughs> is probably inappropriate.
0: No, it's I just, hear you. And, but it's advertised around God, us all I'm the tr- time. I should never drink soda. I should never eat chips. I should never eat a donut. I should never eat fast food. I should never eat that stuff. Food should play a very minor role in my life. You don't need very much. Mm-hmm. And uh
1: eat nutritious stuff. it's not that exciting. You eat a little of it and then okay go about your day whatever you're gonna do. you know it's funny. it reminds me in a way of the the concept of putting your smartphone on grayscale as they call it making it black and white that's what I've been doing around for like a month. Because, Are you still on that? yeah
0: it's difficult
1: is it? I haven't done it yet because I really don't wanna it's it's
0: <laughs> it's weird you really I can't go back. the reason that I that I'm still on it is I can't go back. I've done it long enough when I switch it to color it's like oh. It's too like when, lurid. It's like when you quit taking in sugar, all of a sudden right. everything seems too sweet. Right. It now seems so lurid and weird looking. I leave it on black and white. It is doing something to people's brains. <laughs> I get less enjoyment looking
1: out of my phone, looking at my phone in black and white. That's the idea. Yeah. yeah. But the food industry is exactly the same. Everything is way more flavorful, way more saltier, way sweeter, way more savory, et cetera, et cetera, than it could possibly be in nature. Yeah. You just don't need it. No, no, you don't. I'm, and I'm getting better, but you know, I don't know. I hate to lecture anybody. Oh, I'm I, I'm not trying to lecture oh, anybody. It's just not. it's
0: just weird that we've crafted this world of talking about sex and food. Is, this, is this... <laughs> that's the, we don't, we're, you're not going to have near as much sex as everybody's talking about. And you don't need to eat any of that food.
1: So what you're saying is you don't want to come to my seven course foodie orgy (laughs) that I was going to (laughs) hold. Our first course is going to be heavy petting and a delicious pate. I think maybe what's going on here is
0: because that stuff does play a bigger role when you're younger. I think maybe uh, people living a 20-something lifestyle, which has now been extended into 30-something lifestyle, is dominating the conversation, where it didn't used to be you were living a, what would now be like a 50-year-old lifestyle as a 25-year-old a couple of
1: generations ago. All right, now I'm getting confused, but I follow you so So everything would be about being a grown-up. Right. 50 is the new 25. You're not going out to eat all the
0: time. You're not having sex all the time. Everything is the discussion about grown-up stuff.
1: You're wearing hard shoes. you got a tie on. You're going into the office. You're making a damn living. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I don't know. Speaking of things that aren't terribly good for you, I found this interesting. Uh, Was was it last week? Um, Mark Zuckerberg, who may be the Antichrist. A lot of people think so. Yep. Um... He was bragging on his conference call to your, uh, well, it's the earnings report, the quarterly earnings report. You do a big conference call with all the financial reporters and blah, blah, blah. But he was bragging that Facebook users in the fourth quarter spent 50 million hours less per day on the social network than the previous quarter. And he was bragging about it because... Well, because of the growing perception that he is the Antichrist. Well, that Facebook is actually a force for unhappiness in people's lives, and What's... if they don't tailor what they do, they will uh, essentially set themselves on fire and burn themselves to the ground.
0: He's got an interesting business model going now where he now has to brag about how he's convinced people to use his product less Right. And how that's good news.
1: Right. It's a measure of how, you know, uh, explosive its rise, Facebook's rise has been. I've all, I'm also becoming increasingly aware of how ridiculous Facebook is to most young people. Yeah, they just don't even think about it. Yeah. Now, whether that will be... Listen, so are, for instance, uh, Sensible Shoes. And cleaning the garage instead of going out with your friends. Those are laughable to young people, too, but they will do them eventually.
0: That reminds me of uh, out Super Bowl Sunday, because I live in the kind of town where probably half the people in the town didn't even know the Super Bowl was going on. Uh, That's were-
1: because we unplugged 20 years ago. We have no TV. <laughs> <laughs> we only read Chaucer and some of those other books Joe mentioned. Earlier. I, took,
0: I took Sam out for a bike ride to try to get him some exercise. I always take us on these bike rides that he ends up having to uh, stop and complaining and saying, "Can we call mom <laughs> before we get back? It's so long." You can wow. it out. Every time you do it, you'll be a little. You go a little farther than you think you could. You'll be tougher than you were last time. The Great Jack Teeny. <laughs> and we weren't going that far. Trust me. Um, <laughs> Uh, but I, I, the young people and young people today, I know how you sound when you say that sort of stuff and, and, and young people have always, you know, tried to look, well, I'm getting not in the twenties. I don't think anyway, uh, you know, dressed, relaxed, but young people today make zero effort. I mean, none, everybody at the coffee shop, the donut shop where the places we were going. They are it. they got out of bed and came there in what they were wearing while they were sleeping. Nobody even makes the slightest effort. Mm. When I was young, Okay, so maybe wore people wore shorts and a t-shirt, but they put on something slightly different than what wow. they slept in. People in robes, just tied around their waist and 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 their the, the slippers. Pajamas, just there's zero effort being wow. made now. I read that uh, and Sean it, is nodding his head in
1: approval. Sounds <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> well, I understand the appeal. It's just
1: where do we go from here? The deformalization of society is really impacting the uh, clothing businesses. Just happened to read that the other day. I mean, because it used to be you had four to five different levels of clothing you would wear. Sure. From what you just described to, you know, weddings and funerals. Uh, And now it's like, I don't know, two, two and a half. I got rolled out of bed. I got want to look nice, uh, though I've been laying around all day. And then you've got uh, something with a collar on it.
0: Yeah. Well, I I got a a statistic for you right here. I was thinking about a couple of successful business people I know in the radio business. Like, really successful that I've never seen in dress pants ever. Oh, they're jeans guys yeah. and gals yeah, or whatever? Or? or a jacket, but they wear jeans. Mm-hmm. I've never seen them in dress pants ever, mm-hmm. and they're very, very successful businessmen. Mm-hmm. Uh, the percentage U.S. household spend that goes towards apparel is at 3.1%. Been cut in half since 1977. Yeah, that's what I was looking at. That is... Well, it's not surprising when you think about it. No, because what I wear to go out with friends on Friday night, I can wear to the big meeting on Monday. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, because everybody else will be dressed the same way. And what you slept in, apparently, if you're a college age, is what you wear to Starbucks. Wrinkled is the new iron.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's beautiful. (laughs) Wrinkled is the new iron. And Dozy is, uh, as we used to say back in Chicago, who don't travel a lot. You don't realize how how cultural it is, too, that on the East Coast, there's still plenty of places you need a jacket and tie to eat dinner. Now, that number is va- is declining, but they still exist.
0: man. I Which I, I actually like. I mean, if I'm going out to a nice restaurant, I just assume everybody else is dressed kind of nice, like this is a big deal, so that the couple next to me is not in their pajamas, making it seem like, oh, I thought we were someplace fancy. Yeah, I guess we're not.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's it's an interesting phenomenon, though. But if you... Culture. We don't spend nearly enough time thinking about culture. When I was in college, if somebody had
0: gotten up in their... Like pajamas and put a robe on and just walked out the door. I said, What are you doing?
1: (laughs) Hey, hey, dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. Are you like half asleep? (laughs) Put on on some clothing. Put on some pants. Yeah. (laughs) I remember my favorite professor, Ira Carmen, looking out over the sea of freshmen taking Poli Sci 101, first day of school. Gladys, the year was right. (laughs) Lindbergh
2: had just crossed the
1: Atlantic. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Solo on a rowboat. Read about it. It's fascinating. And he looked out at us, and, and he said something in his his trademark tone of voice to the effect of, well, I see the trend toward casual dress continues unabated. Mm. <laughs> and I was sitting there in my jogging shorts and Mickey Mouse t-shirt or something like that, thinking, oh, I think he's talking about me. <laughs>
0: Except if you showed up today dressed like that, somebody would say, hey, what, are you going to the Oscars later?
1: <laughs> Jeez. Exactly. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, world keeps spinning. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure that particular thing means anything. Is there an end to the trend, though? What is the logical? Well, that's what, I, that's what I. think to myself. Is there another? Can you Reductio go any farther? Ad absurdum.
0: Can you go any farther down the scale of just putting a robe over? Wearing yeah. dirty dish rags.
1: <laughs> Wearing soiled, like oil soaking up garage claws. <laughs> Nudity. <laughs> It's a matter of year, like animals. Oh, boy. Throw on hard shoes, a belt, a tie. Like I used to do for that radio job I had when we first met. Oh, my God, I hated that. Yeah. Why am I putting on a tie?
0: <laughs> Who is this for? The police had a 45 minute standoff with the tiger before they realized it was a stuffed tiger. Stuffed animal. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty show. And Getty
1: The Voice of the West
2: <sighs>
1: yeah. The Armstrong and Getty Show
0: one ad for Scientology, which encouraged people to Google Scientology. Uh, Scientology? uh, Quick question. Have you Googled Scientology? (laughs) Because I wouldn't encourage that. That's like O.J. Simpson saying, no, really, I'm a famous
1: football player. Google O.J. Simpson.
0: So I had this story here about the the cops were in a forty five minute standoff with a tiger, and then it turned out it was one of those giant stuffed tigers. Like we got a giant stuffed cheetah. It's pretty big, really. And uh, you know, and I suppose if you put that, where'd you get it? Oh, like his stuffed animal thing, or yeah, I, I was, animal. I'm sorry, I was picturing like taxidermy. No, no, not I was taxidermy. Thinking, where'd you get that? <laughs> no, just like a toy. Okay, yeah, cool. In the really big ones. Yeah, we had a super big lion. Yeah, I remember you did. Yeah. So we got, uh, yeah, we have one. They call Roar, because that's what they called it when they were little. Mm. Roar. But uh, this, that's what this is. Not a stuffed tiger. Well, it's stuffed full of
1: foam. That's nah, none of your business. It's one mm. of those kid stuffed animals. You the stuffing from what I hear. Huh? Anything that could fog a mirror. Anything that could bring out a
0: three egg omelet. <laughs> but so somebody put this stuffed t- tiger, like a toy <laughs> stuffed animal. Yeah. Somewhere, and the cops got all crazy about it. And Forty-five minute standoff. That's a ten forty-four right there. Shot a tiger it with, in the bushes. Shot it with a dart. Assumed it was an exercise. <laughs> got up close enough to uh, didn't I don't bring know, didn't bring it down. See the tag that says "Wash on Cold." <laughs> shot it with a dart. He seems unfazed. <laughs> <Right>. The arm <laughs> even <leaving> twitched. <laughs> Some sort of super tiger. <laughs> right, that's hilarious. But it reminded me, and we never did this story. And I don't know if you have this stuff handy hmm. about the. the it happens more often than you'd like to think it would ever happen where cops carry around toy guns if they ever need to shoot somebody, oh yeah, you know they place the toy gun on him and say he was waving around this toy gun, yeah, I
1: happen to have that in front of me. It was specifically you know listen, there are mostly really good cops, there are a disturbing number of bad cops
0: every uh, cops, every cop we've ever asked, what have they told us
1: roughly twenty five percent of cops should not be cops.
0: other cops say that.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Policemen, peace officers say, yeah, about twenty five percent should not be cops. Now, some of that is that they're lazy or they're incompetent or they're paperwork sloppy. But some of it is that they're, uh, they're They anger too quickly. They're not good at diffusing situations. They're brutal. They hate whatever. Um, so, you know, cops understand it. That what cops don't like is is imputing all cops because of the bad ones. Or to leap to conclusions about who is a bad cop. And so we don't do that around here. But we are also honest about the fact that a free people has to make sure we rein in government agents who are allowed to perpetrate violence. Because every single society in human history, bar none, no exceptions, wake the hell up, that sort of authority is abused. So it's a constant push and pull. That's not a bad thing. That's a necessary thing. But anyway.
0: It's pretty amazing when you think about it, that you get together and uh, and decide, uh, we're going to give that guy or that woman the authority to shoot somebody if they think it's uh, necessary mm-hmm. to kill them. And we'll
1: give them the benefit of the doubt a lot. Yeah. We'll take yeah. their word for it. Um, you know, there are some call caps bureaucrats with guns, and there's enough truth to that that it's worth considering. On the other hand, we don't paint with broad brushes around here, unless we're literally painting. And then you ought to use the broadest brush that's appropriate for the job. Saves time. Anyway, the story out of Baltimore, though, is really troubling. This is the elite gun squad. Their job is to get guns off the street. The Gun Trace Task Force spent a number of years getting guns off the street during the bloodiest years in Baltimore. But instead of doing their job properly or exclusively, they also plundered money, jewelry, drugs, and weapons, gouged the cash-strapped city for overtime and hours they never worked, and engaged in other criminal activity. But wait, there's more. Over the past four years, some members of the Gun Trace Task Force stole more than $300,000, three kilos of Coke, 43 pounds of dope, uh, marijuana, 800 grams of heroin, hundreds of thousands of dollars in watches, From suspected drug dealers and civilians, according to officers' plea agreements, all of which is despicable, but not nearly so despicable as the fact that the squad sergeant carried brass knuckles, a machete, and a grappling hook in case they found a monster dealer to swindle. Um, The officers also testified that Jenkins, Wayne Jenkins, that's the squad sergeant, told them to carry BB guns to plant at crime scenes in case they needed to justify why they had hurt someone, including shooting them down. Wow. That is not good. No, that is way evil.
0: Uh, you shouldn't take anything. I wouldn't take anything, but you can see the reasoning behind. This guy's going to prison. What's it hurt if I take his watch? That's a really nice watch. It's a scumbag drug dealer.
1: I'm busting my ass every day keeping the streets safe. I can't afford no damn Rolex. Huh? I will take his watch.
2: Yoink! What's coming up in his news, Marshall? Well, we got the latest look at another Whipsaw Day on Wall Street and new studies, Bye. surprising findings about the healthiest foods you can eat these days. Coming up in this from now, Armstrong and Getty.
0: Is it those new lady chips? It's my quinoa and
1: kale smoothie.
0: Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. woman who won a half a million, half a billion dollars in the lottery is going to be forced out
1: of anonymity because of the way their laws work there. Yeah, it depends if the lawyers have their way, but yeah, it's it's a cautionary tale for you if you're planning on winning the lottery.
0: $560 million, you'd want to stay anonymous. The oh, yeah. S- the sort of person who doesn't want to stay anonymous, yeah. guaranteed your life is ruined.
1: Yeah, well, Guarantee. Yeah, this lady is exactly has got exactly the head on her shoulders that could help her survive this. Yes. She's the sort of person who could survive this, but she made a critical error that you must not make. What is that or error? Stay toad.
0: One of the keys would be to be older. The older you are, the better your chances. You win the you win that kind of lottery and you're twenty four. Oh. Gotta hope you look like, like NBA players. Hope yeah. you live to be thirty. Uh, let's get the news now, with Marshall Phillips.
2: All right, it is time now, my friends, for a final check on stocks. Joe Getty has been monitoring the market's wild gyrations, minute to
1: minute. Huh, who's and, that
2: for? And at this hour, Joe, where do we stand?
1: I'm going to tell you this, Marshall, and I mean this literally. Yes. Now, people, because they're dumb and they don't know. Now they're not dumb. They've just they're fed the wrong information. Mostly follow the Whoa. Dow Industrial Average, thirty heavy industrial right. stocks, which right. is dumb. I'm an S and P 500 man. Quite literally, the Dow Industrial Average started the day way down because of futures trading. Then went significantly above yesterday's level. Very exciting. Then went below it for a time, about 40 minutes. Then went above yesterday before it quickly went down below. And it's currently significantly above yesterday. It's up uh, two-thirds of a percent. All right. I'll adjust accordingly. Whippedy poo poo
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what are you suggesting people do with this information?
1: Precisely what you're doing right now and or what you plan to do in two minutes. There you go.
2: Up to the minute information you may not even need to know. How about the NASDAQ, the wacky NASDAQ? It's the same. It's exactly the same. All right, meanwhile, President Trump is calling the death of an NFL player that was killed by an illegal immigrant disgraceful. In a tweet this morning, Trump said, "So disgraceful that a person illegally in our country killed Colts linebacker Edwin Jackson." Twice deported, right? Yep. Twice the Perpetrator. Deported. Yep. And and convicted of a DUI here in California a while back. So <sighs> that is freaking amazing. Yeah. Here's here's we one have of a your sanctuary
1: state. Sanctuary state.
2: Here's
0: one of your really misreported. Um, To to the point that it's become practically a meme now. Stats that's out there. I heard the guy on NPR bring it up the other day. Trump talking about criminal illegal immigrants. And you hear this stat all the time. Immigrants are actually much less likely to commit crimes than native-born citizens which is true for legal immigrants. It is not true for illegal immigrants. There are studies that show that illegal immigrants are more likely to commit crimes than native-born citizens.
1: Ah, grouping illegal and legal together for our purposes, (laughs) our ideological purposes. But
0: people, either because they're stupid or lying bastards, and should have their tongues cut out so they don't repeat it. What the hell? I'm I'm
1: working with Saddam Hussein all of a sudden.
0: (laughs) Seriously, if you're going around when there are... GD murderers out there and Mm -hmm. saying, you know, immigrants actually commit fewer crimes. When you know there's a difference between illegal and legal, you're a danger
1: to society. I think most are useful idiots. They got it in the Facebook uh, page, in their Facebook feed, so they just repeat it over and and
0: over. And both of them make perfectly good just inherent sense right you came to this you did all the work left your country filled out the paperwork did all the stuff to come here and start a new life it only makes sense that you're really really law-abiding yeah you're gonna keep your nose clean you snuck in the country and it's very difficult to make a living and how you heck you gonna find a place to live and you're more likely to commit a crime obviously i mean it just makes
2: sense sure which doesn't mean you're a racist just deal with facts please another matter, House Speaker Paul Ryan again defending the release of the controversial Republican memo dealing with the Russia investigation. And
1: this is about holding our government accountable, and this is about Congress doing its job in conducting oversight over the executive branch, which in this particular case has been given great power over us as citizens. We need to make sure that that power is used correctly.
2: A memo from the House Intelligence Committee pointed to some alleged surveillance abuses by the Justice Department and the FBI. President Trump trumpeting the memo yesterday during an appearance in Ohio. But did we catch them in the act or what? You know what I'm talking Oh, did we catch them in the act? They are very embarrassed. They never thought they were going to get caught. We caught them. Hey, we caught them. Oh, it's so much fun.
0: We're like the great sleuth. So here's one of the things I don't quite understand. The original getting the FISA warrant was uh, Obama people. But then it got re-upped a number of times because yes, every, every so often you have to go back to deep you, state. Well, you had Trump's guy, the uh, number two at the Justice Department. He was in. He was in on on it too. Mm-hmm. So you got a number of Trump people that right. have reauthorized the same FISA warrant,
1: right? Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm so tired of this because he's, uh, trying to plow the middle ground as we've been is just everybody hates you for it. Listen to our award-winning interview with Mike Rogers earlier uh, in the show. I think it's really good. Uh, got some criticism uh, from people who said, you guys should have gone harder at the intransigent uh, intransigence of the Justice Department and the FBI giving up information that Congress has a legitimate right to. And actually, I did mention we'd love to talk to you about that all day long, but we need to get to this other stuff, so we'll follow up with Mike. But yeah, that's a concern. That's uh, the... You know, the powers that be ought to be more accountable to Congress, not less. I would agree with that. But there's so much bull-ass flying around on this topic on both sides, I'm just exhausted by it. I think his
0: argument might be that uh, in our current climate, the, any information, as he said, any information you give to Congress, it gets out there.
1: They'll immediately run to a microphone or leak it to yeah. their buddies.
0: And it's yeah. either stuff that needs to stay secret for a variety of reasons, or, you know, they leak it
2: selectively and it's misleading. Right. Turns out we have a news study that says eating insects is good for your health. About two billion people around the world already uh, know that, and bugs are a regular part of their diet. But eating insects has always been a tough sell in the U.S., Canada, and Europe. But uh, now
0: I once ate a plate of crickets and ants, and uh, there's another bug. Without knowing it. Oh, the mixed grill. Yeah, it was it was a mixed grill of bugs. It was crickets, ants what worms else would maybe? be in that? Worms might are have a been big worms. One. Yeah. Fried worms. Grasshoppers. And grasshoppers, grasshoppers there you, hoppers, you go. Yeah. Crickets, ants, and grasshoppers. I was down in Mexico and it was after I'd been eating them till somebody with enough English came by and said, You know what you're eating? I said, No, I just thought I was enjoying some crispy Mexican food with my, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> with my what's the Mexican drink with the thing? Margarita? Margarita. margarita. margarita, yeah, ah, I see. Uh you know, it's probably my eighth. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was eating a bunch of them bugs. They were salty. I bet. I bet. Made me ooch around uh, the corners <laughs> in the right. hotel room that night, trying to get under the door and stuff. <laughs> no, you slept under the bed. <laughs> yeah, Rutgers. Just clinging to the curtains. Yeah. Uh, Rutgers, <laughs> Rutgers,
2: Rutgers University have found there are about 1,900 insect species that are edible and highly nutritious. Once at a Christmas party, I ate some uh, chocolate-covered baby bees. And uh, they were just... Chocolate-covered baby bees. The yes. Baby bees? Yes, baby bees. They didn't even get a chance to grow up. No, they that's, were, that's just cruel, Marshall. Yeah. Well, anyway, they were What are you club seals on your holidays <laughs> as well? or what. <laughs> oh, nothing believable. I and thought uh, I knew you. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm the Getty Show, the voice of the West. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, we've it. got an important Bachelor update we have to get oh. to. Oh, do tell. An important Bachelor update. Really quite an extraordinary story. It's interesting, trust me, whether you've watched The Bachelor or not, I think. But uh, if you are watching The Bachelor, I told my wife, I said, when when this broke over the weekend, I said, I have got such exciting news for you, you are going to be so happy. (laughs) Uh, And we'll have
1: your up-to-the-minute market report.
0: You're a way smarter person if you watch The Bachelor than if you are following up-to-the-minute stock market reports. Nonetheless, that's upcoming. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Voice of the West.
2: The Armstrong and Getty
0: Show. So, if you've been watching The Bachelor, if you haven't, this will be fast. If you've been watching The Bachelor, the short-haired one gets a lot of attention for a variety of reasons. They they wouldn't put her age up there, and she looked incredibly young. So, okay, like, so
1: this is where they got the one guy and a bunch of girls. Yeah, this okay. is the
0: the Bachelor who oh. appears to be to be gay, yes. but uh, these women are all trying to get get his hand, and um, and it's a bunch of cuckoo birds. I mean, because you'd have to be a cuckoo bird. To go on this show and think you're going to fall in love and, and and be all excited about mm. it. But I've known these people.
1: It's kind of a low self-esteem zoo,
0: that show. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> I finally figured out, I finally have figured out the recipe for making that show work. The biggest ingredient being what you just mentioned. Low self-esteem. Almost certainly they had a terrible uh, childhood Uh, bad relationship with their dad. Almost guaranteed Mm -hmm. that they end up on this show. Desperate for a man to love them. The other key to get them to act the way they act during the show is they're drinking all the time. And I I can't Mm. believe I just picked up on this recently. Mm. But they always... Have a, a glass in their hand of a, a, a glass in their hand of the hard stuff, you mm. know, martinis and stuff like that. They drink all day long. Yes, you get a twenty-four-year-old, hundred and five-pound, low self-esteem girl right. drinking all day long. Right. You are gonna have.
1: They're gonna say some
0: ass. They're gonna <laughs> cry at some point. Right, <laughs> I right. I mean, you don't have to be fake. It could be it. the best day of their life. Have you yeah. ever been out with kind of a kooky chick drinking? Yeah. <laughs> She's gonna cry at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just the way it works. <sighs> and then the other thing that. Drives the show is, they're all super hot, and their entire lives, they've always been the hottest chick in the bar. Mm. Their whole lives, they've never, ever had anybody walk away from them when they're talking to them or ever walk into the room and not immediately look at them. And now they're all standing next to other women who look exactly like them. And it just makes them crazy. Mm. Which I also believe.
1: Yeah. A girl that got
0: booted off a couple weeks ago, she said, nobody's ever broken up with me. And I thought, I'm sure that's true. (laughs) I'm sure nobody has ever dumped you in your entire life. You just can't even imagine that anybody would let that go. But uh, So the short-haired one was getting a lot of attention by people who were uh, watching the show because they were wondering about her age. They finally revealed that last week. She's 22, which is pretty young. She looks like she's like 18, but 22 is pretty young. But anyway... Somebody was watching the show last week and said, doesn't that look like that missing chick that I've been seeing on the news at night all the time? So they make a couple of phone calls, and the police say, yeah, that does. And they go to the set of The Bachelor. and What? Yep, that's her. Her mom called her in missing in November. Yes. And she's been on the set of The Bachelor? Getting back to these dysfunctional dysfunctional weirdos that uh, go on these shows. So, she uh, she lives up in Humboldt County in California. Her mom said they had gone out to the pot farm to work in the field. Hmm. Give you an idea of the life they got going there. Pot's not going to
1: harvest itself, kids. And
0: somehow, it, her daughter disappears back in November. She calls the authorities, and it becomes a full-on missing woman case. It's on the TV news. It's The San Francisco Chronicle's been writing about wow. it. Wow. And then somebody watching The Bachelor said, <laughs> isn't that her? And sure enough, it is. That's where she's been all this time. Oh my god, that's hilarious! <laughs> that is hilarious. I know it. That's the sort of person you're going to marry, dude. Now, I haven't watched last night's. Now, is episode. this the
1: same underage-looking girl you yeah, were talking about? That's her okay, up there okay, with yeah. the short
0: hair. Yeah, cutie. Like they had. Like she. The which. My wife thinks because we think the bachelor guy is gay, she's gonna he's gonna like this because she kind of looks like a little boy.
1: Oh, does he ask her to wear a she, suit and tie? She kind of looks like a college boy. Right. Uh, yeah, if he makes her put on a suit and tie, then how we about know this where we're bowler going. hat? Would you wear that for me? How low can you speak? Well, about
0: this low. That's good. <laughs> we didn't. I didn't watch last night's episode yet, but if they bring it up and he doesn't boot her, then then what? You're not gonna boot the person who's willing to let their parents think they've been abducted and killed why they go off to be on a reality show in Malibu. <laughs> you're gonna go ahead and marry her or are you tomato, gonna like tomato that sounds like an independent woman who's willing to craft her own way in life
1: and not be uh, stuck to the train tracks that her parents laid out. so you're explaining all this to somebody who's willing to be on a game show to find love in the first place. yeah, good luck with that,
0: yeah. The um, super hot fitness instructor from San Diego is this year's most annoying person. She is so pleased with her act. She cries constantly.
1: Really? Never oh, stops wait.
0: crying. And last week she locked herself in a room and she finally came out and they said, why would you lock yourself in your room? And she said, I didn't lock myself in my room. I was investing in myself.
2: <laughs> oh, oh boy. So, well, I'm selling.
0: <laughs> do you go out with a woman who says that sort of thing and cries oh, all the time? Boy. No, I wouldn't. But that's pretty funny. Missing woman turns up. She's on TV every Monday night at 8 (laughs)
1: o'clock. God, you'd be a little angry as a parent, wouldn't you? (laughs) You know, there's crazy, then there's crazy. Yeah. And try to avoid the second one, kids. If he marries her, that'll be quite the deal.
2: And now, final thoughts
0: with Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty on the Armstrong and Getty radio program. Here's your host, Joe Getty. Final
1: thought, positive Sean.
0: Yes, 28 years, two months, and 27 days. That's how long the Berlin Wall sliced uh, the German city in half. Incidentally, that's also the amount of time between the fall of the Berlin Wall and Monday, as the wall has now been down longer than it was up. That's pretty interesting. And that's
1: like the third different time several weeks apart I've heard that claim made. That's pretty
2: interesting, though. Oh, yeah, either way. Marshall Phillips, final thought. All I can say is I'm investing in myself today. I'm going to go get that new wardrobe and get ready to marry people this weekend. Oh, that's right. Yes. You're the minister in a wedding. Indeed. Michelangelo, what is your final thought, sir? You are right, Joe. As far as the stock market goes, just do nothing. Do nothing. I mean, don't worry do, about I'll it. Do
1: what you do best, and that's what I do best. Nothing.
0: Jack, your final thought. I had a final thought, but your Berlin Wall thing reminded me. I had a friend in college who happened to be in Germany when the wall came down, uh-huh. and he had he had this giant chunk of the wall. Wow. In his uh, in his house, and it was really cool. And he had pictures of him and his buddies sitting on top of the wall with beer and all the Germans on both sides drinking. That had to be one of the greatest parties
1: <laughs> in world history. And I was always jealous that he was there. Can't even imagine he what He was that... up
0: there with a sledgehammer hammer and yes. a beer in one hand.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Best song uh, referencing the Berlin Wall. Holidays in the Sun. Sex Pistols. Uh, download it today. My final thought is this headline from MarketWatch.com. Millennials are afraid stocks are too risky, so they're investing in Bitcoin. <laughs> well, that's cute. There you go. <laughs> Enjoy that oh. ride. Yeah. Ah, boy.
2: So, uh, hmm.
1: Has anybody seen John Bonham? John? <laughs> John Bonham, Hello. drunk English drummer, Led Zeppelin, right. Beard, anybody, John Bonham. Hey, there he hey, is. There there we go. is. Armstrong right. and Getty wrapping up another <laughs> grueling four-hour workday. So many people, thanks a little time. Go to armstrongandgettyradio.com. Our contact info is there. If you'd like to scream at us that we're libtards and or fascists or whatever the term VART is these days, <laughs> feel free. We don't care. Those of you who are sane and do a nice job of letting us know uh, stuff you've seen we should be talking about, Send it along, armstrongandgettyradio.com.
0: Listen to the Bill O'Reilly interview. Tell us what you thought of it. Listen to the Mike Rogers interview. Tell us what you thought of it. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Huh?
2: We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
1: Thank you, and good night.
2: <laughs> and the show's over. What? Bye-bye.
1: Gentlemen, next to you guys, I was nothing more than a ventriloquist. Armstrong and Getty, the voice of the West.